What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome back to yet another episode of Wrestling Crossroads. I am one half of your dynamic duo, Twisted, alongside Brother Pyro. What's up, guys? Oh my god, we have a stacked card for you tonight on Extreme Rules. It feels like forever since we've been on here. Really has. I'm just happy that we're not as cluttered. Yes, no, not even during the entire month of October are we cluttered, which is... (sighs) Gratefully thankful. Yeah. Later this month, we have extra, er, Halloween Havoc, and tonight we will be talking Extreme Rules, which, again, for the first time, because we were talking about this earlier, this is for the first time in a really long time. Oh, yeah. All matches on this card, on this pay-per-view, mm-hmm. have some type of extreme stipulation. Or just stipu- like stipulation in general. But it, that yes. give it that extreme rules pay-per-view feel. It Something make, we haven't had in a while. It feels like it should finally. Yes. It's been way too long. Thank you, Triple H. Yes. Um, We don't have much on this card. No, it's... But each one is, like, super storyline-driven, so I think you can, you know, kind of stretch out each match yes. with this one. Yes. With it being such a short card, with each one trying to, you know tell a story whether it's wrap up a story or you know just continue to further it along um but all right so the first match we have on the card is matt riddle versus seth freaking rollins the man whose gimmick we still don't understand but he's over exactly he gets serenaded to the ring but anyway so what we have for this stipulation is a fight pit match which is essentially two cages on top of one another surrounding the ring and there is no ring ropes. Mm-hmm. So to any of my MMA fans, just picture the octagon in the shape of a square. Um, And refereeing that, broken earlier this week, is UFC legend, former heavyweight and light heavyweight champion, Mind you, he is a badass for defending both of these titles in the same night. Just got to add that. UFC Hall of Famer, Daniel Cormier. Um, This is definitely going to be very hard-hitting. Yes. Very personal mm-hmm. on both ends. I mean, there was even a stipulation this past Monday where neither one of the men could touch each other while being in the ring or being face-to-face, because if they did, the match was completely gone. I'm really glad that they uh, chose to keep their hands off of one another, because... I think it was more Riddle smartness than anything else, because Seth Rollins... Because Ra- really... Rollins was really trying to make it happen. I hate. I, I feel like we're going to hear a lot of shit talking on Rollins end, uh, tonight. Oh, yeah. If, and if, if he like... wins, we will never hear the end of it, because he will have beaten Ra- Riddle in his own style of match. Take us through the predictions. So, unanimously, we all have Matt Riddle taking home the W. And again, what is his match? Yes, his style. Favors him. He's His whole fight style has been the cage life mm-hmm. until making this jump. And I mean, even making the jump, he's been amazing in the ring. Yes. So, But now you get let him do a lot more. Oh, in yeah. his element? No, like he said, Seth, you are in for a hell of a night. He's going to kill you. <laughs> he goes, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to kill you. 
And I kill I, riddle kill kill riddle kill kill riddle kill. If we get that chant started tonight, it's gonna be amazing. Oh, Rollins is going to die. So jumping into our next match, we have the SmackDown Women's Championship being put on the line. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey, and this stipulation is an Extreme Rules match. This has been a very strange rivalry for the fact of we don't know what Liv Morgan is. She's acting real heel-like, okay? She's supposed to be a babyface, but she's acting real heel-like. Yes. Like, let, let's look back last week at the the aftermath of her match with Lacey Evans. The whole attack with the kendo stick and then put her through a table. Yes, that's more very, very that, that, that was definitely a heel tactic. And oh, yeah, let's look at like 90% of the interviews she's given while champion. 90% of the interviews, all the promos she's even cut, just anything leading up to... The whole, what was it, the week before when Liv won, or when Ronda won the rights to face Liv. Yeah. She was just sitting in the suite. Oh, yeah. I'm just chilling. Like, that is a very heel tactic. Even when she was going up against uh, Shayna Baszler, having the title on the line, very heel moves even then. So, I mean, they got to kind of make up on their, their mind on what they're doing with her. Yeah. She seems like she really wants to push herself to be a heel, but they they do need another, you know, kind of another face on that brand. They need the face for the women's division in general. Yeah, we don't we don't have much, and at that we just women's division just kind of needs to group into one. I think. Yes, I think we're done with individual titles for that. But all right, let's. Um, so jump. jumping into our predictions, you and Desario actually chose Ronda. Um, your reasons being your own. Do mm-hmm. you want to kind of clarify on why you chose Ronda? Um, I think honestly, like as much as I love Liv, as much as we love watching her chase for the title what is this title right she she is not a believable champion do you think if she does lose it tonight she could come back eventually in the next couple months and make a better title reign that would all depend on creative and on booking but right now she is definitely not the most believable champion and again um so uh, listening to Busted Open a while back, mm-hmm. they made this point. There are a lot of superstars where we're, we're there, we're behind them for the chase. Yeah. But you know, as a fan, them being champion is never really going to be Much. a hot thing. Yeah. And that's exactly where Liv Morgan kind of falls right off. Okay. Um, well, you guys went for Ronda, but me and Flash chose Liv. I could see there being some underhanded tactic in you know the winning of it just like it was the last time when she defended her title oh there is no controversy this time i mean i don't know i could kind of see it but at the same time that would bring out again more of the hey i'm trying to be heel and not a face champion so who knows honestly i'm just i'm kind of over her being a champion but i think that there could be an underhanded tactic on her but i mean again i mean they were also talking about bringing back sarah logan so who's to say that she doesn't interfere some something. I see yes, something but if happening. they bring back Sarah Sarah Logan, which mind you, you can um if for anybody that watched SmackDown, there was a vignette involving Vikings, um, and there was a woman's voice that kind of did sound like a Sarah Logan. So I think they might be actually grooming that one for return. Hopefully, prayingly, please do not quote me and say 
in saying, oh, hey, yeah, Sarah Logan's coming back because I don't know that and I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, no. Another thing I was going <coughs> to point out. Y'all good there? Yep. All right. Another thing I was going to point out is me and you had just been talking before starting up the podcast that um, Charlotte Flair could be the white rabbit that's been shown around. Say, no, here, all I have to say is this. Say it is. The sad part is it would kind of make sense. As mad as I'd be about it, it makes sense. Okay, say it is her. This sets up for a, you know, something with a title match if she interferes in this. Or just a feud in general. That would probably involve the title. Yes. We know it's going to go to her. She's just like her daddy. Of course. You want to take us into the next match? All right. From one woman, from one brand of women to another brand of women. Bailey versus Bianca Belair, Raw Women's title on the line in a ladder match. Um... So this one is another one that was split right down the middle where myself and Desario picked Bailey, mm-hmm. And you and Flash went Bianca to retain. You want to give us your thought process? Um, so we pretty much chose Bianca because although it, you know, this title reign has kind of slumped down, um, we just, I don't see Bailey picking up the win just yet. I see it going maybe once or twice around you know, around the bend for them to go for this title and maybe picking it up on the second or third one. But I don't see her picking it up on the first, personally. All right. And even if she, you know, and once she does, hopefully we have a returning face by the time that Billy does pick up, you know, the title. So maybe if we wait another month, maybe we can see the return of the man, Becky Lynch. Because then you can finally do what you've needed to do with Bianca and turn her heel from losing the title. Bianca should have been called up as a heel. Should have been, but... If you're going to give me this EST gimmick, and I have said it since her debut, like two, three years ago, she should have been healed from the jump. Or you should have given her a different gimmick altogether. But, like I said... I just, I don't see it now because you, realistically, she needs to be a heel and you don't have any faces on that division that could take her place if she were to jump right now. With a small tweak and repackage, you have Asuka. You have Alexa. Yes, but we've both- Candice LeRae. You've, me, me and you have both agreed that Asuka and Alexa both need to be heels. They work as heels, but they also do work as faces. And right now, I think with a small repackaging, Asuka can not only find that, you know, killer in- instinct that seems to have been lost on her, mm-hmm. but can still be that baby face that we need. We also, again, have Alexa Bliss, who is very much baby face right now and surprisingly is still over as hell. So there we go. I don't know. It sounded like in her uh, promo to Bailey about two weeks ago when they took on each other that uh, she might be making that mental switch back to the heel side because she said that she can still go. And again, we also we have do Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae, who, Candace LeRae, who just, just, came, just back. came back. So at some point, you can build her for that. Mm-hmm. Please don't turn her heel. Granted, if anybody watched her work in NXT, she made a really great heel too. Just said. Um, so continue on with the picks. Um, 
So but we that's... have Bianca. And myself and Desario have Bailey. And your reasoning? Well, they just put the uh, tag titles on damage control. Mm-hmm. If you're going to legitimately build them as a unit, as a top unit, and you want to make them credible, you pull the trigger and you put the title on Bailey. Yeah. Give them the gold. Give all of them gold. Because then what the hell is the point if you're going to have tag team titles. Yeah. But not the the the, the, oh, the singles title in that group as well. Because they don't use that uh, Freebird one. They don't. So they could. Like, they could, but they're not. So Bailey making sense win. Or Bailey winning makes sense. <clears throat> you alright there? You sound like you're getting a cold, Pyro. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, well, let's take it into the next match. Something that's been very, very heated uh, for a very long time. I will let you take us through the rivalry. Just let me let them know what it is. Uh, so next matchup, we have Drew McIntyre taking on Karrion Cross in a strap match. I have seen a couple strap matches with you, and all of them have been hell. Brutal? All Last one I think we got was Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. I think there was one more recently than that. I think it was a Roman Reigns match. Or, I don't remember. I don't remember particularly. Do you want to take us through the rivalry? Um, so upon the return of a Mr. Karrion Cross and Miss Scarlet, by the way, thank you Triple H for correcting the wrongs that Vince McMahon made with this man. Anyway... <clears throat> Um, he made it very, they made it clear they're coming for the title and the first person they're, they're trying to take out on the list to get to there is Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre, or Karrion has definitely just been a thorn in Drew's side for the last few months. You saw some involvement back in Cardiff. You saw a lot of just underhanded tactics and attacks and promos at Drew McIntyre's expense. Karrion is letting it know be known. I'm out for blood. I'm making my mark. I'm making my intentions know and you are going to be my example. Um so since we since you were um bringing us through all that, I did look. Um in 2020 there were two strap matches, one uh on the main event roster and the other was in NXT. Uh, you were correct. Bray Wyatt and Dexter Loomis won their matches. Last year, Elias faced Jackson Riker in a strap match. So I forgot about that one. Yes. And the like the main one that everybody really remembers aside from this was John Cena taking on Rusev in a Russian chain match back at Extreme Rules 2015. That's another big one. I kind of forgot about that one. Well, apparently it wasn't that memorable then. Um, you want to take us... Actually, I will take. I was say you will go ahead and take <laughs> us through our picks. Oh, sorry, brain's a little fuzzy. We all know that. Um, so me and Flash are picking McIntyre to win this. I just I see too much momentum on McIntyre through everything, and I just I don't see him losing. That's me personally. Um, you and Tesario chose Karrion Cross. Your reasonings. Um. So we both kind of shared a similar meaning, or not meaning, but reasoning. Reasoning behind it? Yes. Where uh, they're trying to build up Cross to be this big badass, big heel, 
Um, and they want to groom him to be a next champion. Okay. If you're going to make him a legitimate contender, in, in the most simplistic terms, he needs to win more than McIntyre. He needs this win more than McIntyre to continue to build. Okay. I guess we'll have to see who ends up coming out of that, even if he uses some underhanded tactic being Scarlet. Oh, yeah. You know Scarlet's going to be involved. Oh, yeah. At least at, even at ringside, just the the small distraction of it. Her presence alone is enough. All right. You want to take us in the next one? We have what is I'm praying to God is the last. The conclusion of this feud. This has been going on for too long. It's only been four months. It's dragging on way too long. It, it's only been four months. It feels a lot longer. But you have Edge challenging Judgment Day's Finn Balor to an I quit match. Now, this match is definitely going to, again, please, Lord, wrap up a storyline that needs to end. Yes, please. Find new challengers. Find new challengers. Everybody needs to just start doing a whole nother, be involved in something completely up, different. Um, But anyway. So this match is definitely going to be a lot of fun. You know the rest of Judgment Day is going to get involved. Mm-hmm, which could... We could also see Rey Mysterio get involved. We I was could... going to say, but that doesn't mean Edge is going to be alone alone either, because Edge does have a lot of friends and a lot of respect from a lot of the guys. Could we see Beth Phoenix? I'd love to see it, because then it could set up maybe something against Rhea Ripley. And I, I get, think that would be a great like, like Edge said about a month ago, Rhea needs to learn to keep her hands to herself before Beth shows her why she's still she's still called the Glamazon. Hopefully we see that tonight. Yes. Um unanimously we all picked the rated R superstar to walk out of Philadelphia mm-hmm. with the win. Yes. Beating yes. Finn Balor to the point where he cannot take it anymore. And he submits or utters the words, I quit. I feel like this is going to be a really good match. There's going to be a lot of back and forth, and there's going to be a lot of controversy. There's going to be a lot on Judgment Day's there's side be because so much interference. there's going to be so much interference on their side well before Edge gets anybody interfering on his side. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like, obviously, it's not going to be Ray that does it, but I feel like there's going to be somebody that comes out, maybe AJ Styles, that's like, all right, Dominic, you need to learn your place, and clobbers him. Somebody got to teach that man a lesson. Yeah, somebody. Like, this little boy needs to get put in his place, honestly. All right, and ending out our list, we have the Brawling Brutes taking on Imperium. Uh, Mind taking us through who is in each faction? Yes. Please do. So the Brawling Brutes have... Butch, Ridge Holland, and the man who should currently be Intercontinental Champion... Shames. We'll talk about that later. Imperium has Giovanni Vinci, Ludwig Kaiser, and your intercontinental champion, Gunther. Walter. Gunther. Walter. We will go back and forth on this all day. You're lucky I didn't change you for Butch. All right. You're they, right. 
The stipulation to this match is what they are calling a good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. Essentially, for those who don't know what this is, it's pretty much a free-for-all. It's an extreme rules match that instead of you have two people in this match, you have six. So it's a... It's an extreme rules... It's an extreme rules match sprinkled with a little bit of Irish zest. So it's, hey, have fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to go through the predictions and we'll get to yours. All right. So everybody, aside from myself, picked Imperium to win this. Now your reasonings being your own, obviously, I picked the Brawling Brutes. For a reason that we have talked about. You want to know. You want to tell everybody that reason. Seamus got. Screwed. That is. the One of the biggest. Re- reasons that. I know you picked the brawling roots. If not the yes. only reason. Um, well other reasons. Yes. Well this match is one going to be really fun to watch. Because these, these two juggernauts are going to be going at it like two bulls competing for a heifer's uh, affection. All six of them will. Have you seen them brawl? We saw it in the yes, castle. But let's 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 be honest. Seamus and Gunter are your heavy hitters. Yes. And Seamus right now is out for blood. So to anybody that didn't watch SmackDown. Spoiler warning, I'm sorry. Go. A rematch from Clash of the Castle, Gunter versus Sheamus. Both men win in it alone. Came out with their respective groups, but sent everybody to the back after a hard hitting battle. Gunter is locked in the cloverleaf by Sheamus and does indeed tap out. Jessica Carr, you can say whatever you want, you know good and well. He tapped out, and you should not have waved that off. But Jessica Carr is the referee for the match, waves off Gunther tapping out, and continues the match. Sheamus should 100% be IC champion. The oh, Mind you, the only accolade he has yet to win in this company at this point. Yes. In his, like, 10-year career at this point. Yes. So, like, can we just give this man this damn title already? And let him cement his legacy with this company. But I also want to point out the other bit of controversy. Is Brutes and the rest of Imperium did come back out. Um, starting with Imperium's interference. And then the Brutes came out and were like, nah, we ain't gonna have none of that. So Seamus has a shillelagh. It's just a giant stick. Used to clobber people. Mm-hmm. Um, and upon that... Imperium slides it into the ring. Gunther then lays on top of it. And as the referee is trying to regain control and, you know, get everybody on the outside from, you know, stopping, he clotheslines Sheamus with it in hand. And I want to point out that last, or that Gunther did call Sheamus weak for bringing out said Shillelagh last week when he took, when he real life was like, I'm going to fight all three of you by my lonesome because everybody else is stuck in Florida due to the hurricane. Um, So how are you going to call somebody weak and then use that same tactic to retain a championship that you really shouldn't be holding on to right now? Seeing as, again, 
you fucking tap out. As m I want Imperium to win, but I also want Sheamus to kick Gunter's head clean the fuck off his shoulders. And I think that's what's going to be happening. He got screwed. He did. He really did. And I mean, that's why I see the Brutes picking up this win and Imperium just... I, I see Imperium laying down. I, I see it. They're in the middle of the ring. They're done. I see the Brutes beating the hell out of them so badly that they're gone. That they're at least done for the small time being. Um, That actually wraps up our card. Again, I forgot how short this card was. But I'm excited. I am too. Um, That is all we have for you. Catch us on the recap later tonight. And we'll let you know how uh, extreme the Extreme Rules match was. Uh, enjoy the show, guys. Laters.